Hey, this is George Edelman, Editor-in-Chief at No Film School, and today we have an interview for you with Justin Roiland and Mike McMahon, who are the co-creators and co-EPs, executive producers on Solar Opposites, which is a new show coming to Hulu on May 8th. It's a cartoon. It's animated. It's a, a sitcom format, a family of aliens from another planet take up life on Earth and try to fit in. And if you're not familiar with Justin Roiland and Mike McMahon's other work, Justin created Rick and Morty, the animated show, and Mike wrote on it. And Mike has also worked on numerous other animated series. And uh, I've known Justin for uh, 10 plus years. We go way back to the DIY days. Um, I knew him when he first created some viral video stuff. And he is a true talent, a unique one of a kind talent. He's hysterical. I've cast him in things, which we talk about in the podcast. Um, so it was really fun to get to talk to him on the podcast now about what he's been working on and what he's doing and just be silly because that's what he does best. Um, as you'll find, <laughs> there's a lot of joking in here. Um, Mike is great and he's also hilarious. And we talk about how they make the show, um, what their advice is to people who want to get into animation and want to create anything, um, how to pitch to get on writing staffs, what the do's and don'ts are for that. Um, and they talk about how they approach making the show in general and writing comedy that's out of the box and pushes buttons, but isn't offensive. Um, they have some really good ideas about that. And uh, there's just some good stuff. There's some really silly stuff and um, fun stuff in here. And I'm excited for people to listen to it. And I'm really excited for people and for myself to watch the show because uh, it's going to be good. And these guys are great. And uh, I can't wait. So here we go. I, you know, I just want to say right off the bat, I'm thrilled to have both Justin Roiland and Mike McMahon, who um, are the co-creators, executive producers on Solar Opposites, with me today on the No Film School podcast. I've known Justin for a long time. It's been a while, but we met back in Channel 101 days, um, not long yep. after House of Cosby's. Uh, Mike, we've only just met, really, but I feel like I've known you forever via Twitter and, uh, you know, just being because, you know, Star Trek season eight. Right. Um, oh, yeah. My baby. And uh, yeah. And just uh, in general, you know, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to hear about this show and to talk to you guys about it and, and what else you're doing and how your quarantines are going. Um, so I guess right off the bat. Just tell me a little bit about Solar Opposites. Wow, oh, that's a um, that's a pretty tough question. Wow, is it uh, is it a cartoon? <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> okay. a cartoon. It's 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 a two D animated cartoon um, technology that was uh, you know made popular by Walt Disney. Mm -hmm. Ours is in our, it's in color, full color. Full color uh, with the, uh, you know, Dolby surround sound, I think. Maybe, that might and not be true, is, actually. Is this the kind of cartoon where they paint the little cells, right, one after another? Yeah, yeah that's why yeah. it took so long is uh, everything's hand-painted. You know, we started off, it was all going to take place on a, a steamboat and be in black and white. But then we were like, you know what? Let's go for full color. Yeah, full color. We splurged for... Uh, for that full color bit. Uh, and that's risky. That's a risky call, right? Did you have to fight the network on that at all? They wanted black and white, you know, they're, had, they're we, purists. Yeah. We had to fight the Nazis. We had to fight the network. Mm -hmm. We, we did a lot of fighting. We had to fight the power that be the power that, what is it? Like the power that the be. powers, the powers that be. Yeah. We had to do a lot of like internal fighting, like within ourselves, like deep within ourselves. Um, but you know what? We ended up with a great animated family alien show that premieres on May 8th on Hulu. Not another one of those, you know, to throw in the pile. Another animated alien family show. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of which, is this also like the, the cell, the hand art? Does that also contribute to some of the delays 
on your the other show you guys have worked on together, Rick and Morty. Yeah, because we only have two artists, and they're they're only allowed to work on one thing at a time. So it's really slow. Justin. Are you are you currently on audio playing with a Rubik's cube? Oh, can you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Justin well enough to know which toy he's playing with. Like That's I just real... always imagine surrounded I... by various toys, but I never know which one. No, ones man. He's a Bond villain. Around. He's a he's got Bond strapped to a table and he is clicking a Rubik's cube as a giant I... Rubik's cube is lowering towards Bond. I got I got the quietest Rubik's cube I have and I'm shocked <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> I can the hear quietest you one. Did you search on Google? Were you like, what's the quietest Rubik's Cube? Yeah, yeah as a matter of fact, the, the review said very quiet, very quiet. <laughs> Safe for podcasts? <laughs> Safe for podcasts, very hey, quiet. Hey, man, it's, you know, this happens on a lot of podcasts where one person is just <laughs> flipping away at a Rubik's Cube in the background. I'm yeah. fine with it. Nobody, hey, we're in an era now where nobody knows what anybody is actually doing or actually wearing. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you can. So, what but you guys work in you guys work in animation, and while it's you know your version of animation is is somewhat time consuming and labor intensive, uh, where this this quarantine situation with COVID nineteen, maybe animation is something that is it is it easier to keep going? I mean, despite all the hand drawn elements. Um, yeah, because you can just you can have everyone can work naked and and uh, at, uh, from their homes. You know what I mean? Yeah, the amount of time we save of when people used to be putting on and taking off shoes is crazy. And, and now, clothing. yeah, no clothing, no shoes, no problems. And also, we can move a lot of our. I mean, it doesn't make our lives easier, but you know, because everybody's stressed out and you want the best work from people. But along with being naked, we are able to move all of the systems home from the studio so that people can work remotely. They can stay safe. We all still like do production meetings over zoom and pretty much it's unaffected the production a little bit of a bump right at the very beginning when we were getting everybody set up. But that was like, that was like a day, like a really bad rainstorm will do that. So it's been surprisingly, we've, we've kind of been able to keep stuff going on season two for solar in a really great way. Justin on Zoom must be amazing. I can only imagine. Oh, he's a, a joker. Justin Royland on Zoom. He's a happy era. guy. He's a joker. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> good on Zoom. Uh, I was just going to add to that that uh, I think, George, that this is going to stick. I think people like working from home naked. And I think that that even after we've defeated this virus, uh, our, our best you know heroes have defeated it. And <laughs> um, that we will, we, will, we will want to keep working from home. Uh, yeah, instead of, of going into offices where, Justin, where we can, I mean, Justin, where do you remember years ago, you were, you kind of came up with this idea, like season two of Rick and Morty, you were like, what if we had software? We could all be in VR. We could all be working from home. Yes. Like, and you kind of have that now you kind of got your wish. Should you have wished for that wish? Do you regret it now? No, it's great. I, I, uh, I like the software. Um, you know, I do wish it was in VR. That would be nice. Uh, it's we don't really have a VR equivalent. Although I will say, Half Life Alex did a really good job of mm-hmm. being able to draw with a with a dry erase marker more more so than any other dedicated like, hey, let's get together and draw programs have ever done. Which is kind of fucking hilarious. Valve just said, hey, here's a fucking little thing that we whipped up better than anyone else could. You anyway. still have to fight aliens but you do get a good whiteboard in it so it's kind yeah, of like a handoff trade-off. yeah you have to fight monsters yeah but you get that little whiteboard you yeah i feel like you're definitely a um what's the word i'm looking for like Dumb? an early adopter <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> an early adopter of the of the quarantine lifestyle even before that was even on anyone's radar but you were like yeah how much can i do how much can i handle from yeah you know? i was certainly thinking about it that's for sure I think that Justin just likes me more in the virtual scape of a VR game because then that's where I can be like a cartoon moose wearing like a wetsuit, which is what he really prefers to collaborate. Yeah, yeah. That's what Mike looks like to me all the time. Let me ask ask this about this show. Um, It is another alien family show, but it's definitely a different vibe than Rick and Morty, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I let mean, me kind of like let's dig into it. Like, give me some of the um, the key. Like, you know, people don't know this show. They know you guys. They know the humor, obviously. Like, you know, Justin's voice. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what's the, you know, the, the elements of it that kind of like, I feel like I've heard, to be honest, I feel like I've heard versions of this from Justin over the years before, like, but I want to hear, like, I think the, the people want to know a little bit about sure. what, you know, what makes this show. I think the people should Power know. Power the people. Power yeah, the, the people, people, they deserve to know. And I think that, you know, we're not afraid to say it, that uh, Justin and I really like TV and we really like cartoons and we really like making cartoons together. So in between seasons two and three of Rick and Morty, we were trying to come up with a cartoon idea we tried really valiantly to not make an alien show, but I love aliens and so does Justin. And despite our best efforts, we ended up wanting to do a show that kind of felt like a broad network sitcom from a distance. But then the more you zoom in on it, the more you pay attention to it, the weirder it gets. Um, God is watching us from a distance, by the way. I just want to throw Yeah, that that's true. So Always. did you guys, is that thing about the alien, the, the UFO, is that part of your marketing for this show? That thing that that's all over the news. No, that's lately? a real alien. We're not supposed to tell you about no. that, though. Yeah, that's if you the have real an alien, thing. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past you guys. That's the real McCoy. Read him and weep. Yeah, if you um, if you make an alien show, the government has to call you and tell you which aliens are real, and that one's real. We shouldn't be telling you okay. that. Yeah, okay. we're not allowed to say that. So, yeah. Um, you know, no film school is like big on the community is big on DIY. That's like a big part of it, and. I know Justin from DIY background. What does that um, mean? Does that mean does it eat? What is yeah. DIY? <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, cool. Justin, like you have like built so much from just like I'm going to make it myself kind of attitude, like establishing your style and your brand and your voice and your amazing ideas. Um, oh, stop. <laughs> I cast Justin. I cast Justin a long time ago in a black and white short. He's great. He's a great actor. He is a great so, actor. Great I think voice. he's one of the best actors. I'm not remember even remember. Remember Stovepipe Wells? Stovepipe Wells, man. Exactly. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, I. I've always thought Jason, J- Justin's a great actor. Jason. Jason's, <laughs> Jason. Jason. Jason's Jason. Jason's okay. one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. One of my J- friends. Jason's gonna go somewhere. <laughs> Jason is the name um, he uses when he auditions for serious stuff like The Flash, you know. Yeah. I, would love, Jason. I, would love, I would love for someone to put Justin in a drama and just Oh, just, me too, actually. Please. I could do it. Doctor 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 Gary he could be and he could like come in and be really yeah. serious. Doctor Gary, uh, that's the role for me. I love it. Mike, uh what's your like how did you get started? Where did it start for you? Uh, you know, I started for me, uh, I, I always wanted to be a writer. And then when I moved out here, I ended up being a PA on whatever I could get. And that started with, um, Mike Mandel, may he rest in peace. Our, um, our beloved line producer who we lost last year, um, hired me as a PA on drawn together way back in the day. And I went from there to being a PA on, on South park. And then I worked at Fox with Jennifer Howell when she was running animation at the studio and I was writing up a storm and that's where I met Justin who knew that we kind of had sort of similar interests. And, and then he hired me as a writer's assistant on Rick and Morty. And I kept moving on up to being, to being a writer and eventually showrunner and then, a, and then splitting off to do my own stuff. That classic Hollywood tale. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good tale though. And you've done a lot of amazing stuff. It's an American this. tale. Five yeah. will goes West. I am the five of, uh, of sci-fi animation. <laughs> I would like to say. <laughs> what does that? What does that make Justin? Justin is like my. I'm Dom DeLuise. I'm the cat. I'm, I'm Dom DeLuise <laughs> yeah. from the from the first five old movie. There are no Jason Roylands in America. Yeah, is that the yeah. Big number. And I think every that movie, movie. I think that movie was supposed to be about Jews. Am I wrong? No, no you're right. Russian immigrants, right? <laughs> There's definitely a you. That's Don Bluth, which you know, it, if you guys are a, into animation. Was he anti-Semitic? Is that what you're getting at here? Uh, no. No, I think um, I flipped that. He was an ex. He was an ex Walt Disney guy, though. So we're tying it all back in here to Walt oh. Disney and anti-Semitism. And, no, but like you know, there was a big piece the other day about. Um, do you guys remember Secret of Nim? Yeah. Oh yeah. And about how intensely serious and dark and weird that is, yeah. and that was also Bluth. I was the only guy who was on the side of the scientists. We gotta know. We gotta. We got yeah, to inject those rats with whatever the NIM Institute was testing. Nobody ever, yeah. nobody ever worries, you know, about the diseases they were curing. They're only worried about that sweet, beautiful little mouse in her family. 
Get out of here. We also need to know more about where these rats came from and this and this uh, the way they were bred um, because if their te- telomeres are too long, then um, all the tests that we've done so far could be completely void. But also, I'm just throwing what, that out there. What's are you guys, lab? Are you guys hold on a second. In- hold on, hold on. <laughs> what lab is testing on field mice? Like that's right. You're gonna bring a mouse in off the street and test it, and then be like, "No, they gotta be very. Yeah, it's very on, controlled. Very controlled. Uh, in fact, the te- the telomeres are too long on these on these lab mice. I've, and something. I've got notes on secretive NIM. Call the secretive NIM people immediately. Can you guys Justin's do an gonna edited? say the telomeres stuff. Yeah, let's just break Who, this wide uh, open. Let's find out who has the rights, and maybe you guys can pitch the sequel or the reboot. <laughs> Uh, mm, am I saying yeah. am I saying that I right? Tell, the tell telomeres. Yeah, I, I don't right? know what you're. T- I honestly don't know what you're talking about. I thought maybe you made that up. We I might be like, doing yeah, a you know, telomere right? spinoff story. It's just the telomeres. The mice. Are <laughs> what yeah. is a telomere? Tell me what it is. I don't know. You I'm know, just just just, just those telomeres. <laughs> is it? Hey, like, well, it no, what, you know, it's funny. We long. we have a couple of telomeres in Solar Opposites, as a matter of fact. Oh yeah. I mean, but they're off. They're off screen. You never. They ne- they're just in the world. They, we we haven't can you done any. Tell me we haven't more shown about them. them? <laughs> it's tough because. Oh, ding ding ding. The, uh, uh, you know, listen. We all know what a telomere is. Nobody needs to hear it. You know what <laughs> okay, I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like somebody out knows. there. It's like you're going to get all these letters. Oh, it's a region of repetitive nucleotide seek. Okay, we get it. But here's the important part. We don't make any show that's not covered in telomeres. All right. Yeah. That's where we start. Hulu demanded it. It's a Hulu thing. Don't Google yeah, it. Yeah, every, every Hulu show okay, has okay, telomeres. Do you know how many telomeres are in the looming tower? Like eight. Eight. It's crazy. Eight. And is and that also, part of the deal when you yeah. sign with Hulu? Yeah, and they're long. They're elongated telomeres as well, which is very interesting. And for uh, so. Christmas present, they send you a leather satchel full of telomeres. Hulu does. It's really nice, actually. There's it's so thoughtful. many you can you can smear them on your face. It's great. Oh That's yeah, I'd great swag to get. It is, you know, especially That's right so now. Good. You know, times are so crazy. You want to be covered in telomeres. You We're know? really peeling back the layer on what it's like on the in- inside of the industry here. I just yeah. like that whoever logged into this podcast is like, "All right, here we go. Time to learn about solar opposites." But guess what? Now nope. you got to Google telomeres, or else we just no, no, no. Your let's let's do let's be let's do let's do a real. <laughs> Are you sure? You want to finish the cube? I mean, I know you can finish that Rubik's cube in under a minute. So oh, I've, already, I've already, I've already solved it a few times. But let's let's uh, let's talk about, um, you know. Uh, Tell me about how thing. you make a. Let's talk about how you <laughs> that one thing. Tell me about how you make a cartoon, not just the hand painting part. Tell me the. Well, whole, it depends. I mean, if you're a part. if you're a no film school uh, person, then you're gonna want to. Get a get a get a uh, you know flash or some sort of program and just hunker down and um, you know maybe find a couple of people to help you out record the voices storyboard it out and then just start animating it's as easy as that one two three boom you got yourself a cartoon for YouTube or whatever you're doing yeah but for no, us that's a good year. for Jason us just gave Jason uh, Jason Royland just gave us yeah. a really serious. Uh, <laughs> That that was like a genuine like that was the Jason you know, talking, but that was um, the real that was the Jason in you. Yeah, but the uh, but for us old, um, you know, what is it called? Old uh, standbys, old, uh, us old old veterans souls. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we just we just uh, get to develop. You know, we get to like sit and come up with a really cool idea, and then. Well, fuck it. No, no, we have to. We have to do a lot of work. What am I saying? Like we, we <laughs> yeah, we, wait a minute. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds. Nice. I mean, That's it, the there, is, there is, there is really, there is a lot where you know we have amazing, talented people that are that are working their asses off on the sh- on the show, doing the stuff that if you were making this in your apartment, you would be doing yourself, like all of the backgrounds and the color and and you know actual animation, character designs, all that stuff. Um, the early days, though, of development, it was just me and McMahon and and a dry erase board, and you know we were just kind of pitching ideas. And, um, and I bet so many amazing doodles that you put on there. I'm just I'm just envisioning it. I'm honestly, sure there you're right, really man. Like, I let me let me say stuff. something about that because I think Justin sells himself like he sells himself short on how important that is. That 
you will be coming up with an idea and you can, you can type out a million pages, but then Justin will draw something that's so funny. And then you'll be like, wait, we have to, we have to drill towards that. And, and it does start as a doodle on a whiteboard, but then it does elicit conversation that lets you kind of grow a character and a world out of that character. And it's amazing how in animation, Whoa. if you lose that stuff at the front, <laughs> like you don't, you, you, you do lose a lot of kind of the heart of a show if you don't have somebody kind of doodling away. Yeah. I, yeah. I, we, we, uh, wanna, we, 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 just, we have a doodle. Oh no, no, go ahead. I was just going to say something dumb. Go ahead. <laughs> no, if it's dumb, please. Give it, give it. It yeah, was going to derail everything. No, let's it hear it. Gonna, <laughs> I wanted to derail. It was going to derail the whole thing. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. No, Justin. Um, Justin's Instagram is great to follow if you don't already, because he'll like post some of the stuff he draws and you can see the story. You can see the joke like evolve in his own unique voice and way that that you just know that that's like how much does that help creating a show? Like sometimes this? from his Instagram, you can see the darkest part of his soul. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I I I for some reason I saw some really disturbing stuff recently. When, when I when I was doing quarantine drawings, I, I I filled a sketchbook in the course of like six days, which is fucking crazy. I posted a bunch can of. You them. release those? Can you can you get someone to publish them? Oh, I don't know. I haven't thought of that. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe, maybe it's a good idea. But like the the draw, the drawings are so filthy. I was like, God, what was? And I, I wasn't, I wasn't intentionally doing that. I was just sort of letting my mind wander, and I was just drawing without really. It's the kind of drawing you do when you're on the phone. You know, like I wasn't on the phone, but like it's the same thing. Or you're doing one thing, and then your mind is just sort of like off doing just drawing shit. You're not even thinking about. So a lot of the drawings are just. And then I was going back through and I'm like, Jesus Christ, everyone has a dick and, and boobies. Everybody's, they're all naked. They're all like, like deformed. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with me? Cause I wasn't, like I wasn't trying to do that. Justin is the Matisse of drawing sexual homunculuses when he's on the phone with you. So it's nice to know that when you're talking to him on the phone, he's drawing like a giant, weird penis creature in the background. It's, yeah. It's never just a regular old sex organ situation. It's always got a twist. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. literally, yuck, yuck, literally, yuck. <laughs> figuratively, emotionally. But um, yeah, I unfiltered Justin is a, is a thing to behold. Let me tell you, it's a lot oh, yeah. of fun. But but, you know, in this day and age, you know, jokes can be um, uh, career enders depending on what they are. So you got to be true. careful. It's I, I, I miss the days of just jokes being like, oh, that's a joke. That's just a jo- that's not somebody's like that doesn't reflect somebody's beliefs or or their what's in their heart it's it's just a fucking it's just a dark joke okay fine moving on but nowadays it's like nope that's you what you believe in your heart you're you're out of here (laughs) get him out of here that being said we kind of never ran into a point on solar where we couldn't do whatever the hell we wanted so yeah yeah no that is (laughs) true that is the best selling point. Like you just like made me want to watch it really badly. And I think yeah. probably a lot of other people. I think it's because they're That's aliens. Great. It's it's because they're aliens that don't really understand. Like you, you know, right, right out of the gate what their heart is. You know what I mean? So, so, so in that sense, you do get away with a lot more because from, from the frame around it is these are aliens that don't understand earth culture. So if they say something offensive or do something horrible, it's, it's not, it, it has no reflection on their intentions or, or what's in their heart. It's just that they're confused and they don't really understand. Yeah. And so you can get away with a lot of, sh- yeah, you can get away yeah. with a lot of great stuff that way. That's uh that's, that's fascinating. That feels like uh straight out of like the book of Harmon, Justin. Straight point. out of Compton. <laughs> but like that, like uh, how do you, what's the next what lyric? Device? You can't say know. it. You can't even say it. Yeah. You I would, because yeah. you don't remember it because you don't remember it. Yes, because I don't remember. No, I mean, like, there's, uh, there's definitely some of the joy of just being able to put out anything and have it understood, like, in context. There's so many movies, we or TV shows where we're like, that could never in a million years happen today. You know, like that. It, that was genuinely oh, yeah, funny yeah. from another era where you're like, it could never fly. It yeah, like how many happen. animals they went through in Homeward Bound. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Man. You can only go through a max of five cats now. They cut you off. Yeah, if you want to shoot a crazy scene that with a dog that's about to drown, you know, good luck. Someone on set will be filming secretly, and next thing you know, it's online. Yeah, yeah. 
The but, Rubik's uh, Cube sounds like you are sucking on your own dentures. That's what I would like to imagine is happening on the other are end. Are you serious? Yeah, it's I like thought he finished clock, it. Cluck, 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 cluck. Well, no, I, I, I finish it and then I shuffle it. I wish it wasn't so loud because, yeah. I can, can you like, uh, maybe you can I'm like put, what if you put I mean, it in a bag and like tie the bag a, around your hands? Call me a skeptic, but I just, are you that good at them that you're finishing them? He's like, actually pretty time? fucking good at like, the Rubik's it's Cube. It's just hard. Like, I, well, I have no proof. I don't, so. I don't think it's good. I think it, I just took the time to memorize algorithms that I can solve. And I, I'm not fast. I can do it in like <laughs> under a minute. Okay, now you sound oh, like Data okay. from yeah. Star Trek, by the way. <laughs> I'm not good. I just memorized algorithms and I can do it in under a minute. Okay. Well, yeah, but there's people that can do it in three seconds, you know? So it's like, you know, I'm not that – you don't want to be bragging. Oh, I can, I'm pretty great at the Rubik's Cube. And then next thing you know, you meet somebody who's like, oh, really? What about this? And then it's you're like, oh, I suck. I'm a yeah, I'd be like – you just demonstrate with your hands someone doing it really fast? Yeah. If somebody told me they could do a Rubik's Cube in three seconds, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> like, under yeah, a minute yeah. is impressive. Under three seconds is like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I well, don't know what's going on. The next That's question is, what else, what else can you do? What Nothing. else? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the plate spinner, you know? It's like, okay, what else mm-hmm. can, can you do? Like, nothing. I, I spin plates really well, impressively well. Enough, good enough to go on a fucking co- competition reality show and win. All right. Good Can luck you with that. also make like multiple very funny, very popular cartoons about alien families? You know, maybe, then maybe we're if, talking- you, if you got lucky, maybe. <laughs> if if Justin got better at Rubik's Cube, he would have to stop doing as much TV, and nobody wants that. So we need to no. keep him around the one minute mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, do we, how do you curb the? Uh, how do but you curb- he's right. I mean, not to not to take it back to the the show by accident or on purpose. But no, the, but anything anything real or valuable. Well. <laughs> It is that the it is fun writing the aliens on this show because they are so naive that it is like it's like when you hear a little kid say something crazy at a grocery store that embarrasses their parents, but it's the entire family because they're just so everything is so alien to them, and it's it's really fun writing somebody that naive and dumb that still get to drive a car and and own a house. Are yeah. they in disguise or are they like oh, paint the picture no. for us? Yeah, no, Give they're just the- they're just they're just uh, they're 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 like immigrants on Earth, and, and and people on Earth don't really. I mean, they know that they're aliens, but they don't give a shit. It's not like Alf or any of those shows where or ET where the FBI is going to come and dissect them and. Got it. Yeah, like, that's sort of that's sort of. Yeah, it's accepted. It's kind of like, eh. I mean, it's it's almost kind of the way people are with celebrities in LA. You know, most people in LA, especially people Got who it. grew up in LA, they're kind of like, oh, look, there's fucking. Um, the Rock. Nice. Uh, there's there's yeah. the Rock. The Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne the rock in quotes. <laughs> the, the Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Um, but uh, yeah, and they're like, ah, oh, whatever. Who gives a shit? I don't care. What are we doing? Oh, we, we gotta get the car fixed. Okay, yeah. I don't give Got a it. fuck about Dwayne Rock Johnson over there. Who gives yeah. a shit? Anyway, that's kind of. I mean, they're, that's sort of what the humans are like on solar. They're, they're like, oh, there's those aliens. Great. Don't get near them. I don't want. I don't want alien AIDS. You know. So I mean, they do some, confront intolerance of some kind. Then. Yeah, yeah. There's it's definitely. A, a deeper, yeah, that's yeah, the immigrant story. You know, there's a bunch of racists, and I mean, I, I wouldn't say we've we've tackled those topics head on on the show. We, we've sort of. I, it's it's kind of it's in the background. I think there's a little bit of it in some of the episodes, but. For the it's most not quite Fievel goes west. Yeah, the people hate not, the aliens, but you can't tell if it's because they're aliens or because they're pieces of shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, well, are they also, genuine pieces also, of shit though, or is that their accidental? Sometimes like, they are kind of pieces yeah. of shit. I mean, yeah. who isn't? Yeah. You know, and I, I think sometimes we walk this line where people are like, in the show, the humans are like, "Fuck you, you pieces of shit," and then the aliens are like, "You're just saying that because we're aliens," and the humans are like, "Yeah, you know what? You're fucking right." I'm a, I'm racist to aliens and I fucking hate you. So it's you know a, what it would be like. You know, it would be like if you bought a a house with a couple of acres of like forest and stuff and like bushes and shit, and you were like, you know, I own this. I'm I, this is my acres. I'm gonna cut some trees down. I'm gonna clear out some of this brush so I can put a pool in. And meanwhile, the humans in this in this uh, metaphor is it a metaphor? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I, think, um, I think so. Uh, I think it's your, would be. It's you I'm telling us what you're Dwayne planning on doing. Rock <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do next week. Uh, no, but like the 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 humans would be like the the birds and the chipmunks and the characters that live inside of the the forest, and they'd be fucking like, "What the fuck, man? What are you doing? 
you know, but the, but you're like, I, Hey, I'm, this is my, I don't know how the rules are here. You're, I, I, I'm not from your world. You, you chipmunks and, and, you know, uh, bugs and whatever else, you know, if this was a Disney movie about some land contractor coming in and, and fern gullying the place, it's like, Oh, I, I don't know your, your fucking bat talking bat rules. You know, I'm going to fucking Wait, clear I, this shit out. And, and I mean, and, you're right. You're on the yeah, side I, of the guys tearing down the rainforest here. And that's kind well, that's, of what our well, guys are. Aliens. Yeah. Our, aliens, our aliens are those guys. I mean, in some cases, oh, they are, are they like colonizing in some malicious yes. way? <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, they're, well, they're yeah. on earth. They're, they're living on earth and they're kind of looking at earth as, as the backyard, you know? And they're like, well, we don't, they don't know the rules. They don't, they didn't, they didn't grow up on earth understanding that you can't just kill a thousand humans, uh, on the way to getting, you know, a best friend that you really want. Like, you know like I mean? stepping like, on an anthill, so to speak. I yeah, see yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, and, the metaphor and you know, crystallizing for me. in the show, they kind of get away with it. You know, nobody really knows that it was them. I don't know how that's possible. And, but. Uh, well, humans are pretty dumb. The, it's also, they are planning on destroying the earth and, and terraforming it to be like their home world and killing everybody. It just seems like they never quite, it's not up to them when it happens, but they don't seem bothered by it. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're made of the aliens are our lead aliens are made of plant. Like they literally don't have organs. They don't have penises. They have like a smooth round mound where there should be junk. And it, it also, but, but it's very highly sensitive. That mound is very sensitive. So it must've been so hard. Oh, for you I would say it's more draw. sensitive than a penis. Yeah. If you were to lick the mound, they would just oh go my wild. God. Yeah. It also um, does emit a, 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 a creamy emission. <laughs> Yeah, out of the pores. It, it, yeah, if you if you lick it, it'll slowly. It's almost like with those trees, the, those those milk mm-hmm. sap trees. Hundred percent. You cut them a little bit, and they just drip milk out of their pores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lick the mound. That's a good. It's like title Zan, it's like Zan from Farscape. Remember Zan from Farscape? Hundred percent like Zan from Farscape. Yeah. 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 I you do. know what you know what she was up to when when long telomeres on Zan from Farscape. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, this show sounds great and I can't wait to watch it. Um, Justin, are you multiple characters on this one? Uh, I'm, I'm Corvo, the, the sort of leader alien, I guess, at least in his eyes, he sees himself as the leader. And then, um, we got, uh, Thomas Middleditch as, uh, Terry, who's the other adult alien. And then we've got Mary Mack and Sean Gambroni as the, uh, two, two younger replicant aliens. And then I do just so I do a handful of random sort of side characters, but I don't. There's I don't think there's any other major. Oh, I guess I, oh, the, the, you the play red one. Goobler. Yep, the red goobler is a good. I was about to say if you don't bring up that you're the red goobler, you're gonna you're gonna be kicking yourself later yeah, tonight. Regret it, huh? <laughs> just I'll let be, the people know. I'll never. People deserve to it. know who the red goobler is. I'll always regret it. I mean, it's also I don't want to talk too much about Jason. it. But Andy Daly <laughs> plays a hilarious part in the show, and Christina Hendricks and Alfred Molina like. We were, Arlena, yeah. We had a great cast on That's this show. Awesome. Uh, Justin mentioned Alf earlier, and I just it brought it brought to mind that Justin does one of the greatest impressions of Alf's dad, Willie. <laughs> humanity. Well, and, his yeah. owner, the guy who owns the house. Yeah, yeah. He's not really. I mean, we don't want to put Alf in a box like that, you know. Yeah. No really. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. We should be careful. It's not. Let's call not him. Alf's let's father. call him Alf's. Alf's human pal. Let's yeah. Go with that. Yes. The oldest friend who lives in the house and owns yeah, the property. Let's, let's, Alf we don't want to offend any alien people who identify sexually as aliens. Cause they're all of the uh, big Alf head fans were like about to write an angry email. And then they're all backing away from their keyboards being like, all right, I'll, I'll keep oh. listening to this. <laughs> I would have loved, I would have loved to get those emails. The Alf head. Me concern. Alf's dad lives <laughs> on Melmac. He has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did yeah, the show ever piss off the Alf Alf's real family? No, I don't think. Yeah, so. yeah, no, no. Well, the, you you got to see some of his buddies. I remember they 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 somehow did an episode where his couple, oh, yeah. maybe a girl showed up or something. I can't. And remember. there was a whole cartoon and a comic book about Alf to fill in the whole Alphaverse of yeah. which I was very invested when I was a kid. I really um, wanted Alf- some live action badass like Alf. You know, before he came to Earth, stories. You know, what the fuck was he up to? Anyway. 
Yeah. Um, what was the, well, it sounds what was like Elf was a major influence. You know what he was doing? Oh, okay. He was he was hiding from the FBI in space too. He just yeah. never stopped. <laughs> the Elf <laughs> FBI, the Melmac FBI. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a big difference between the Alf Alf and our show is that Alf was always worried about getting caught and hiding and getting picked apart and everybody in our show doesn't doesn't really bat an eye that there are aliens. They just kind of fucking are annoyed when the aliens take too long at the grocery store, but it's like Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the rock uh, yeah, Dwayne I, Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. What I, my, my initial point was just that, um, Justin does an excellent voice as Alf's friend who lives in the same home as him. And his oh yeah. Will you do it for yeah, us, Justin? Will you say about Ms. No, Rachmanic? I don't know how it's going to sound through this, through all these layers of technology. If you hear it in person, it's just perfect. But let's see. Yeah, we don't need to do it. I just want the world. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. But I just want to warn everyone listening that we're. Oh, Justin, please do Alf's dad, please. <laughs> we're, 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 we're doing this through layers of, of filters and nonsense. So here we go. You know, when when <laughs> Justin's at Comic Con, yes. there's always a. Oh boy. No, it's it's the actor's name was Max Wright, famous for the. You know the photos of some, him some, blowing right. Some other things, other things. Correct. Yes. So here, here he'd be like, um, be like, hey Willie, this is Alfred. Hey, hey Willie, it's me, Alf. It's not. It's I haven't done it in a while. I need to practice. But he was, wait, Willie. Dude, hey, no, I, hey Willie, I want. I I need to eat some cats, Willie. Oh Alf. Oh, oh Alf. <laughs> Alf. Alf, I'm trying to eat. That's oh, horrible. I, I, you know, I need to practice. Uh, I do like you. No, do do so this good. kind of palsy so voice, good. which makes me laugh. Where uh, it sounds like you're riding a tiny little horse or something. It's <laughs> bouncing you up, and uh, it, it, it warms. It warms the deepest part of my soul during this quarantine to get a little, a little hit of the original. The original Alf, not hey, dad. Justin, well, we're allowed to go outside again, and, and you can go back to like going to Granville and having people be like, will you do the Rick and Morty voices? Will you just be like, no, but I can do the guy who lives with Alf. I, 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 I want to do that. I want to be like, no, I, I hate when people ask me to do the voices. It's so weird. You know, I love being hate, there when they ask you to do it. Exactly. the little micro what, expression you make when they ask you is so funny. <laughs> He hates what I exactly what I just did. Well, no, no, no. Will, Willie and Willie and Alf are fine. That's that's not. No, a problem. yeah, it's. I mean, it's just uh, they have just nothing. for everyone out there. Don't ask him to do Rick and Morty. Ask, ask him, him to do Mario in the tub. I like Mario in the tub. You know what um, is weird to me is you know people I guess used to ask for autographs. It doesn't. Ha- I've never had anyone ask me for an autograph ever. Isn't that weird? Really. Yeah. Oh, really. Dude, I don't know you if I would uncork that on this. You're causing yourself uh, Mike, a world of trouble. Have you? Have you ever had that happen to you, Mike? Have people ever asked you for an autograph? All the time. I actually think weirdly one or two have, and I've been like, you don't want this. This is going to make whatever <laughs> you're having me sign worthless. But oh, I Justin, feel that way. People, people have asked me for your autograph. I'm not joking. Like people have asked me for that. So I can't believe you've never had an autograph. Nobody in person. Nobody's ever like, you know, oh, That's hey, funny. I, I'm a big fan. It's always, can I get a picture with you? Or can you do the voices okay. while I film you on my Snapchat or something? It's that's never terrible. like, well, that, that's the thing that the, the, the digital age, all these e-people, you know, it's like, they, yeah. that's the new autograph is like, can I, can I, can I get a, a clip for my Instagram or whatever? Well, isn't it true though? Is it hard for you to, is it hard for you to address it in a way that's polite and like, Hey, yes. look, it's not a, I don't, I haven't learned it yet. You, I, I just do, I just yeah. end up just doing it. I'm like, Oh geez. Oh, Rick. Wow. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, not, I just get it out. I just get it out of the way real quick, and then, uh, yeah, and then everything's peaceful. It's like I, I don't want to, you know, it's more trouble to be like, actually, um, I have to inform <laughs> you that I don't like, I don't, I don't prefer doing this. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's just. I wish people knew it's not like so. You know, I'm one of those people who grew up in L.A., and when I see uh, the Rock, quote unquote, Dwayne Johnson. I don't like get all like rustled because it's been a part of my life, but I wish there was a way to communicate to people in general that it's like, it's really hard to put someone in that position where they either have to be a jerk and put into all that effort, or they kind of have to become a victim of that moment. Right. Like, I want a PSA <laughs> yeah, I mean, about that. I mean, I, you guys are better than me. When I see William Maypother at Ralph's, I'm like, Maypother! <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> like, we got Tom Cruise's cousin over here. <laughs> like I'm freaking Yeah, you know, out. I not to name drop, but I used to see him all the time. We used yeah. to go to the same gym. The yeah. best. 
William Maypother sightings are my favorite. Who cares about the rock? Like, yeah. He's the biggest. He's the biggest and the best. I saw Ron Jeremy at the at the Hollywood Bowl once and I lost my fucking gourd. It was so funny. I couldn't believe it. It's like it's like in the Midwest when you're like you see a really pretty deer and you're like, "Oh, that's neat. Part of nature." But instead it's Ron Jeremy at you like some concert. I think that the longer you live in LA, well, I, I, here's what I'll say. If you didn't grow up in LA, you're always going to be susceptible to that kind of excitement. Uh, uh, I think most people I know that have grown up here, they do, it's like they're sort of just like George. They're like, eh, I don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, We're but just I, numb and dead inside. You know, I feel like it. I'm more kind of like not, I don't, it's cool, but it's like I don't care. I'm not like freaking out. But um, for me, it's like a rare Pokemon. Like if I see a regular like celebrity yeah. around I'm like okay but if you see like a really like rare funny like it doesn't have to be like they're big like it doesn't have to be like you're seeing brad pitt but like you know andreas katsulas may him may he rest in peace like that kind of sighting like oh it's the guy who was the one-armed man like that's that's exciting for me yeah yeah mm. you're right it is something like there's a there's a ralph's uh in it's like right on the edge of i think it might even be in universal city it's like on the edge of studio city going into universal city kind of near where the uh-huh. um where where universal studios is and the four or the 101 kind of is near there um yeah uh and it, and we i used to call it the celebrity ralph's because every time i went there i would see some famous person that i wouldn't know their name but i i would know yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen this person in in so many movies and, and things. That's I like the background actor. Like when you're at like a breakfast place and there's an actor who's been in a million things, but as a background person, and you're just staring <laughs> at them, being like, "Who the <laughs> fuck is that?" Yeah, kind of like the old thing of like at the commissary, you know, on yeah. the lot, like everybody's on break, and there's like, "Oh, there's that guy." All of Los guy. Angeles is like that chase scene at the end of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Justin, I know you hate doing the voices and nobody asks you for a signature, but I know for a fact that what you really love is when people ask you to sit down and spend some time drawing them a Rick and Morty, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. You always carry paper and a pen to do it for them. Like it's really generous of you. No, that, that would, that's, that's too, I'm, I'm very busy. I'm, I have got to get my dog to the vet. It's a brush. (laughs) (laughs) The quarantine vet. Yeah. Um, no, it's like there are, people are just a, just asking you to perform for mm-hmm. them constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to be clear. It's not. It, it's not. I mean, it's happened. You know, I don't know how many times, but it's not like twice. A, it's it's not that big of a deal. It's not. It's. I'm fine. It's fine. I don't. It's, yes. It's okay. It's okay. You're also a really nice guy, so you know we all know that. People I did have. I never get seen by anybody, even though I'm extremely noticeable because I I, I look really weird and the. <laughs> One time, one kid at an Arclight theater stopped in his tracks and stared at me and then said, you're that Rick and Morty guy. <laughs> and then just walked away. And I was like, all right, I'm famous. <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> oh, that's cool, though. I mean, yeah, it's cool. And then it's also scary. I totally no, I can't relate. It was, relate, but it was I just funny it. that he wasn't excited. He just wanted to say yeah. it out loud. Yes. You Everybody... were a Pokemon for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's been very nice. I've never had anybody be like an asshole. Knock yes. on wood. And I mean, people people love the shows, like really love them. So you know that I think that helps, right? Like if people are just huge fans, you'd be of surprised. Stuff. Seems like the yeah, people who like it the most yeah. get a little testy. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Like you've you've uh, tiptoed into some into Star Trek waters, or you will be. Honestly, like, though, I was a little worried at first because I know that people, Star Trek fans, like they really have a lot of love for the for the entire franchise and becoming a new part of that like it is a scary thing for them but i went to the star trek vegas convention to do some to do some kind of you know explanation of the series because it's taking so long to make because it's animation but um but i was able to talk to a lot of fans and like honestly once you start talking to them and they hear that you love it as much as they do it they all of that stuff drops away and they're really inclusive and friendly like I feel like it's a fan base that's, I mean, I'm part of it. I feel like it's a fan base that's pretty welcoming um, compared to some, but fan bases are, are yeah, tricky. It's tricky. Because you know? like, like with Star Trek, they're just happy to be talking to somebody that they know likes Worf. And with like. I, I miss, I miss, in, I miss Star Trek The Next Generation style pacing and stories. Like what, what happened to that? 
Me you know too, I mean? man. Me too. Like, like, yeah. like, what happened to Picard? Like, he's not the same in this Picard show. He's like a different fucking character. Completely. Yeah, but That's if it was hard, the same, man. you wouldn't. If it was the same, you'd be like, they're just doing the same thing. Like, it's kind no, of no, a no, but like, but like, if he, no, 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 if he was the same character with the same brain, I would be way into it. But it's like he's not. He's like, it's so bizarre. Like, he's he's doing shit that Picard just would not do. Period. I think that part of what's happened is that like Star Trek is such a tall order, you know, it's a utopia and everything has to go well. And like TNG was like, I think that they're trying to make it start Star Wars. They're trying to make it like explosions and fucking action. And instead of like, you know, a thinking man show, you know, where it's like, like, like the next generation has these amazing fucking well written stories that, are they're not filled with explosions and actions and MacGuffins that we need to get. And it's like, yep. It's a very deep show. Yeah. I don't know guys having consumed like tons and tons of like Star Trek, like books of like Star Trek history and everything. Like there's never been a Star Trek, including the first Star Trek that came out that people didn't immediately hate and then grow to love. Like people hated TNG when it first came out, Star Trek got canceled. It didn't, it didn't grow until it got into syndication in the first place. Uh, you know, every every one of those '90s shows that we love now really struggled, and I think there's just something there's something honest and protective about there's this thing that I grew to love, and now you're telling me a new version of it is supposed to be the thing I love, like or just, you know, or it's, just a, a character's not doing yeah. what he would do because yeah, he loves the tough. character and loves the character. I, I, and I it's have like, a, with like a totally new. Well, if it's well written and it's and and not like oh fuck, what do we do? Shit, I don't know. Just who cares? If it's if, <laughs> any, if it's anything other than that, and, and I I could get I get on board, even if it is fast paced and explosions and you know not and Starfleet is is not you know this peaceful you know evolved thing. Instead, it's going back to primitive human you know rage and anger and destruction and. Whatever the is fuck. there a franchise? You know, I'm curious. I'm curious to ask you guys because, like, I mean, you're, obviously, Mike, you're you're getting into the Star Trek world and have been, but like, it's hard to take on a franchise because, like you just said, fans take kind of like ownership and and relationships with the originals and the characters. But is there one you you'd get involved in, like, or would you just not want to do that and kind of stick to doing your own thing? Wait, and are you talking to me? part of that. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Justin. Uh-oh. Is there a franchise where you'd be like, yeah, I'd love to like play in that world? Uh, there's a few, um, but they're not. They're not like I, I, I wanted to do a, a child's play thing, but that the, the, that's that's weird because it's still going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Th- there's there's been a few that I think would be cool, but at the same time, it, there's probably too many cooks in the kitchen, too many masters to serve. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think it would be something you'd be able to just go in and do what you want, you know, and have a lot of fun. I think unless it's something that's just so in the dirt that nobody's looking, I'm sorry about the banging, by the way, that, that nobody's like looking to do anything with, you know, like maybe nightmare on Elm street is so in the dirt. I mean, they tried to reboot it. It was fucking terrible. But that, like, did you see that by the way, that, that, that 2010, yeah. I mean, did, like, yeah. they, they, le- they leaned into the pedophilia shit so hard. I was just like, why would you pick that fucking angle? Like, I, I get, yeah, we yeah. all know Freddy's a fucking pedophile, child, child rapist, <laughs> murderer guy. It's funny that like, horror is kind of like your go-to that you're thinking in terms of horror. Yeah, because I think horror is kind of it's evolved to a place where I don't know, like you could, you could, it's all, all of the really larger than life killers, you know, that we that we grew up with um, are kind of on the back burner that 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 type of horror isn't really happening right now and i think yeah. there's a way there's probably a way to reboot it. it it can't be exactly the way it used to be it'd have to have some kind of new take um in order to be palatable to to modern audiences but i think there's a way to do it and it's not the edgy like oh look at how fucking scary freddy is he's not <laughs> he's, it's like you have to kind of straddle the like hey don't do that scary voice you're you're creeping me out over here <laughs> But like <laughs> Justin's scary voice. Well, yeah. I, that, that was anyway. Yeah, like I, I think um, you know, you're going into dreams. Like, have fucking fun with it. Like, w- w- I don't know. It, it seems. Yeah, like I hear. I, you I, could do I see a where lot. you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. It's I like, mean, like, uh, like, they, like they did more with dreams in a cool way uh, in in um, uh, Eternal Sunshine. Like that shit was fucking awesome. That's like you know, in this new reboot, it's like wh- why what. 
what are you doing to take advantage of the fact that we're in dreams? Like you're doing nothing. Yeah. There's, there was a couple moments. There's like maybe two moments I can think of. Um, but yeah. And then, and then why go into the pedophile shit so hard? It's like, we, we, like they, we didn't do that in the first one, the original. I think there's just a draw towards like true crime, gritty, raw, real. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of, I I just did a little, I just did a little of the scary voice there. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Stop. Ah, Hey, well, I'm ready to be. You're scaring me with a scary voice. <laughs> yeah, the, the scary voice. Anyway, so whatever. Hey, Mike, are you done writing the the, the Star Trek show, the, the first batch or whatever? Yeah, we did the first season. We're in. <clears throat> we're animating right now. We're about halfway through it, and then we're writing season two right now. Oh. Um, awesome. And the thing that I've been finding, there's sort of like there's two ways to go about kind of living in an existing world. Is the way that I don't think I'm interested in is kind of like figuring out what made the first one tick and then mining it and expanding it and like changing stuff. But the thing I like is kind of saying, okay, the first thing exists. You're allowed to love that. I love that too. Here's a part of that world that we haven't explored yet that we'll get to explore that doesn't undo or change any of the stuff you like from the first one. So like TNG, you're preaching to the choir, man. I yeah. Like, That's like TNG, TNG was a good version of that. Battlestar Galactica, the, the new version of it, was kind of a, a great way to do that. And Rogue One wasn't Rogue One. Like, do you guys? Yeah, it was like, like a little like, piece of Star Wars that you yeah. felt like was always there. But even that, I'm like, somebody took something from Star Wars and was like, let's blow that up. To me, it's more like, let's take the idea of like the thing we're trying to do with Lower Decks, which I really like, is it feels like a TNG episode. Well, it's but named it, for a TNG episode. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But it's about non-bridge crew people who are still really good at Star Trek stuff, but just are funnier and don't have to worry about guiding the ship. So the stories are different. You yeah. know? Um, it, I'm excited. It's fun. And I think like, you know, being careful with something where like you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater is important. And I think like for different creators, there's different definitions of that. And, you know, personally for me, it's like, I think I think expanding and like kind of like it's almost like being in a big dark empty house with a flashlight and being like, well, what's going on in this room we've never been in before? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of more exciting for me. Yeah. Would you advise people like to pitch and conceive of their own takes on properties like that? Because obviously you can't. No. Like, no. 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 Yeah. No, yeah. No. <laughs> Not really. You can't yeah. That, right. I'm I think like, your own original awesome or to you it's yeah. awesome idea and, and write a spec script on that because the, the, I, the, the whole writing spec scripts of other people's shows like yeah. even the office or anything. That's like, that's a, that's a, that's a time that's gone. Like people don't, yeah. you, you don't get, that. you don't get staffed anymore from a spec script of the office or some other show. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm staffing, I can't even tell what your voice of a writer is. If you're doing, I know a lot of showrunners do look for people that can write an existing like especially network folks, but like when I'm staff, like when we staffed Rick and Morty, the last three seasons, I, I never read a single piece of material that was an existing show because it just yeah. sounds like they watched the show and wrote a version of it. Like that's and it's yeah. also good for people to know that they can't give you a Rick and Morty spec. Like they, you can't give the people who no, make no. the show a spec yeah. of that no, show. No, no. It's like a legal problem. Nor would we want to see it because it would just bum us out. Because <laughs> like, right, if it was awesome, you'd be like, fuck. Because we're looking for somebody to write the next interesting thing not a version yeah. of the thing we already did hey yeah. that's yeah that's good though people should know that like, but let's say so you do want to someday do a star trek or whatever if you write a bunch of your own stuff and you chase your own voice like you're finding things that nobody thought to write before and you make that stuff eventually like the thing that happened to me is i was doing all the stuff that made me laugh that i liked and then i got asked to come in and think about a star trek show and like in one meeting i rattled off what my perfect kind of off the top of my head version of a Star Trek show would be. And because I was confident enough to do all this other stuff before it just kind of, it just, it just happened really organically. But I think if you're sitting around trying to come up with a Star Trek show, it's never going to feel like you, it's just going to feel like a version of a Star Trek show. And that's never anything anybody's going to want. That's That's right, man. Nobody's going to care about that. You know, (laughs) <laughs> hey Justin, would you do a Farscape if Henson was like, please come and be a part uh, of it? Man, I mean, I would. Here's what I would do. I would. I bet love, Keith would. I think. Oh well, here's what, if you here's, here's, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I I would want to get Rockney S. O'Bannon back, and then wh- whatever people he worked with, whoever we could get, and I would just want to sort of 
like help guide the show because I, I, I know what I would want it to be, but I wouldn't, I, I, am too scared to be the guy who's actually like, I, I would, I would have fun breaking story and like the larger sort of roadmap of, of it. Yeah. But, um, I wouldn't want to get, get too in the weeds with, with them on it. Par- partly because I'd want to just sit back and enjoy it like everyone else. But also, um, I just don't think I don't, that show's so fucking good. It's like, yeah, I, I I, again, again, I'm looking at it through very rose colored goggles. I haven't seen it in so long, but, but my memory of it is it was some of the best sci-fi I'd ever seen at that point in my life. And up till season four started season four, it just kind of, it felt well, like dude, they were stalling. And I was like, that's, Come the on. Thing, that's the thing that happens in Star Trek too, is that like, there's so many good episodes that if there's a stinker or something doesn't quite work, they took a swing at it. But the same swings that resulted in awesome episodes result in misfires sometimes, but it doesn't matter. Cause you can love it in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's, yeah. That, yeah. That's why you want to encourage people to do new things because like, that's where the really great gem is going to come is like the new thing. And like taking that chance, yeah, it might not work, but it's always fun to see new stuff. I, I I would say I would say like a full on reboot of Farscape, like 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 which fuck I don't know. Like I mean, may, maybe you could do that and get you know get get people kind of back into it, um, or, or you really know really lean into broader. the this time really lean into the pedophilia stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yes, like like <laughs> we, really know, we, we knew it was there, kind of in the shadows, but let's really put a spotlight on it. Watch, they're gonna they're gonna edit out the earlier stuff so that that joke sounds like I'm. I want to be careful with what I leave in here for for your guys' sake because I care about you because I'm a fan. I want to see it. You can leave it all in. I think. I think. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Uh. But we all knew Freddie was a pedophile, right? Like the very first movie, it was pretty clear he was a pedophile. He 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 was fucking children. I think that's part of the the dark subtext for sure. Yeah, but they didn't they didn't like fucking like show flashbacks and make him like all yeah. sexual and creepy towards the victims. It was fucking the new one was so bad, so bad, unnecessary. When I, when I hear the loud, loud banging from Justin, I assume yeah. he's doing a massive Dude, Rubik's cube, cube? Yeah, like the so size too. of a house, and yeah, he's yeah, that's right. It. Yeah, I think so. it's sorry about the banging. Accurate. It's unavoidable, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to know the truth, uh, I'm getting a new roof on my house right now. That's the oh, truth. Mr. Moneybags over I know, here. Yeah, I know, I know. Loves having a roof. <laughs> I know, guys. Well, that's exciting. Does it? Is it made of Legos? <laughs> yeah. I just picture you. You're in a Lego house, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's right. Pure Legos, baby. That's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. Got it. Thank you so much for giving us this much time. It's been a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Do I don't you know if it's a good podcast or not, but it's been fun. Do you want to do any last second solar stuff? We're happy to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, why don't you guys like, I mean, for the, sh- yeah, just we'll take it out. It's on, aliens. Uh, it's aliens on Earth. <laughs> Let's just take it out on, uh, you know, um, well, they have anything a- else? They, they, the aliens have a, a cool, uh, like a ship that cr- they crashed into the roof of a house and they just sort of left it there. It's their ship and they have a bunch of crazy sci-fi stuff in the ship that, that they, that, that gets them into a lot of trouble. So there's, there's all of that fun stuff. The ship has a, a holodeck type room. Uh, cause <laughs> yeah. you know, Mike and I love, we love the, that, that their holodeck it's, it's, um, you know, they have that on the ship cause you know, you're going long distances in space. What's it called? Uh, What's yeah, that? What is it called? Oh, it's called it's called the, the Pretendo deck, right? Isn't that what we yeah, call it? it? Oh, yes, it is. I was going to say, is it called the Dalo Heck or something? No, <laughs> yeah. it's but Pretendo deck is pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice nice name. Yeah, it's there. the it's um, the it's the play school kids uh, version of the holodeck. Yeah, <laughs> I am really excited. Like you know. I think the only thing I wanted to kind of throw in here about solar is that it's the first time I've gotten to write. I think Justin, you too, maybe that something that's heavily serialized that we knew from the pitch was going to be, was going to be dropped all at once on the same day so that we knew that somebody could watch all the episodes in order. So we got to do some stuff that like, I really, really love to do from a serialization point of view. It was really fun. Yeah, that's cool. So it's a uh, it's a one it's not one storyline, obviously, but it's the kind of show where there are continuing threads that unravel over the course of the series. Yeah, the season, a, right? yeah. big time. There's a bit of a surprise. Yeah, it's going to be it's Excited. it's really fun. And basically, and if you watch it the day it airs, you're going to be crowing about something on Twitter and being able to spoil stuff for people. So I hope 
I so hope watch it the day it airs. I love that people jump yeah. on it because, like, otherwise, it's going to be from on May eighth. The people who watch it on May eighth are going to have a different experience from the people who watch it on May 9th. Well, and like all this stuff, like they won't get the memes if they don't watch it on May. Gotta right? get the yeah. memes, I mean, guys. You want to get the memes, right? I mean, you don't want to be out of the that's, loop on the memes. That's the real <laughs> motivator behind everything now. Is like I yeah. want to understand the memes, and, and and it helps us forget that we're gonna die someday. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to take it out on anything other than that. That's it. Like, yeah. it helps us forget we're gonna die. Guys, thank you so much, Mike. It was nice getting to know you, hey, Justin. Thank you, it's always a pleasure. I nice hope to hear well. your voice, George. Yeah, you too. Miss man. you, man. I miss you too, and it was amazing. And thanks for uh, thanks for indulging me on on Alf's dad. I feel like I can say <laughs> Not that his dad. Like, it makes me very happy. I'm, I want the world to hear Alf's dad. I'm gonna say yeah. dad. I'm gonna All run right. wild and take the big chance there. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you All so right. much. Later, man. So you survived the uh, interview with Justin and Mike. I survived, and so did our editor, obviously, um, or at least I hope so. Please rate the No Film School podcast and leave a comment and subscribe. Check us out on nofilmschool.com. We have a lot of content about animation. We also have our How to Write a Screenplay During Quarantine ebook, which is available. Check that out. Um, subscribe to the newsletter to get the free ebook. It's a hundred pages. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And make sure you check out solar opposites on May 8th on Hulu. It's going to be funny. And, and Justin and Mike, if you can't tell from the podcast that the stuff they create is special and unique, um, trust me, it is. And definitely watch the show and thanks for listening. And, uh, hopefully we'll have more good stuff coming to you soon. Not hopefully we will. I promise. My best. Always. <laughs> Bye.